as the days shorten to their shortest, as the frosty wind creeps into your uncovered nether regions, as sleighs laden with bells gallop through the streets of your idyllic, fantastical Christmas town. We forget our woes and forget our worries and take solace in the joy of children and their snotty nose and their outrageous expectations. We sit in front of the television day after day and open our calendars hiding little chocolates and we gather to eat and to drink and to make a good attempt at being merry. Here, as we end the year with our winter solstice party or whatever else you try to name the shortest day of the year and whatever fairy tale you wish to celebrate. (laughs) I enjoy a good poem as much as the next person, of course, and as winter becomes us, and surrounds us, it begets a different kind of poem. And so, with all due apologies to the master himself, Robert Louis Stevenson, I take winter time and turn it into pudding time. <laughs> <coughs> Late lies the wintry pudding abed, a frosty, fiery, creamy head. Blinks but an hour or two, and then a bowl of blood-red orange pudding sets again. Before the stars have left the skies, at morning in the dark I rise, and shivering in my pudding needs... By the cold candle, I bathe and read. Close by the jolly plums I sit To warm my frozen bones a bit Or with a pudding sled explore The blancmange in the house next door when to go out my nurse doth wrap me in my comforter and little pudding cap. The cold cream burns my face and blows its frosty pudding up my nose. Black as my puddings on silver sod thick blows my frosty breath abroad. And pudding and custard and hill and lake are frosted like a birthday cake. Yeah. On Pudding Masters! Masters. And now, let us shed the formal regressions of the day and slip into a more comfortable jacket. And come into the pudding halls in the house of pudding and descend into the open air basement and enjoy 
a brand new season of Pudding Masters. I'm Gerald Blancmange on the organ. Welcome back to a most curious journey. Hither and yon of the pudding, hither and yon of the blanc mange, hither and yon of the spotted dick, and every pudding that we love so much, and especially now, our Christmas puddings. And here we are, as it were, perhaps at the end of a semester, perhaps at the beginning of a nice long winter's break. And who might we know that could come fresh from his studies and join me, Gerald Blancmange, modern pudding scholar and so forth, etc., etc. My colleague and co-conspirator in pudding, fresh from a semester abroad or about or below, Professor McGuire! Welcome back. Gerald Blanc Marsh. Above, beyond, and below. Otherwise known as the New University of Notre Dame. It was a fantastic semester. Full of surprises. Full of enjoyments. And all the pudding that you can possibly enjoy. Creativity, spontaneity, cooking. What better combination? And here in the Christmas season, for Christmas puddings, our fudgy puddings, or figgy puddings, and brandy and cognac get mixed with whatever is available. You tell me it's season two, episode one. Well, congratulations, Professor Blancmange. What a wonderful Christmas present for yourself and the pudding world around us. I can speak for hours as I normally do, and yet I'm to understand, Mr. Blancmange, that we have a third person in this party this evening, and I shall step aside in a small measure and let this pudding master's spectacular move forward. Professor, as you know, I like to spend certain afternoons In the library, gazing out the window at a small little table that fits about two books on it and a small cup of hot cocoa. And as it were, I came across a librarian in that library and she seemed to know a thing or two about pudding. And I said, oh, well, isn't this curious? It just so happens that I talk about pudding every once in a while. Perhaps you'd like to join us. And she said, well, I do have better things to do, mind you, but maybe I'll stop in. And her name is Pip, the Pudding Librarian. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Pudding Masters. 
You're welcome very much for having me. <sighs> Mr. Blanche and Mr. Maguire. Um, I... Professor, Professor Maguire, well, thank you. I, I, a thousand excuses. No, a thousand excuses. unnecessary. Unnecessary, ah, yes. thank you. Ah, yes. um, we met, we did meet in the, in the pudding section of the library. It was a glorious day, the sun was shining, and you did have your hot cocoa against the rules in the library. I did, I did, I did, I, I did, I did let it go that day because you were doing such fine research upon the puddings, and I did think your research was quite lovely and we struck up, struck up such a, a grand conversation about the puddings of yore. And again, I do um, grant your grant my presence to your podcast today and um, do hope that you will enjoy me as much as I enjoy me um, every day, every day, and that your listeners will replay this uh, again and again. I hope so. And as we hear, we we salute you with our spoon and bowl. Welcome as we welcome all of our new... We tinked with delight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pip, it is wonderful to have you here and to share that experience with Mr. McGuire and Gerald Blancmange. Now you have me saying it. It is Professor Maguire and Gerald Blancmange. My goodness, I am in such a festive holiday, holiday spirit. Let me ask you both a question as we open this program. Did Stirred Up Sunday bring you and your family joy while you were getting prepared for your Christmas puddings 2021? Tell us, tell us each of you, if you would, tell us a story about Stir It Up Sunday, because I have one. And I'd love <laughs> to hear from you, Pip, and Gerald Blancmange. I know the holiday that is Stir It Up Sunday in the Blancmange home. And I can re- recall a tale or two that cannot be repeated here on this particular broadcast, season two, episode one. I put my spoon down oh. and oh. It would enjoy oh. to oh. listen. To the various trials and stories of Christmas pudding 2021 and or stories of previous Christmas puddings. Well, this year we had quite a nice a nice start up because the children were able to to make most of the pudding on their own. And they stirred and stirred, and and as you know, everyone makes a wish, and everyone must stir. And it was quite nice because uh, I didn't have to do much of the work. And then we said, "Oh, you'll clean it up yourselves." <sighs> so I hope that my wish will come true. And so my Sunday was was nice because it was just for all of us. And oh. Oh, someone sneezed. Okay. Something, of, something of the sort. Something happened, or maybe a bird exploded. I don't know. Um, and uh, so I do. Everyone had it. It was it was a nice day, and so uh, we had the stirrups, 
and we had the wishes and my wish has not yet come true and I just hope that my wish will indeed will indeed come true and then of course after after everyone uh, went to bed then I finished finished the bottle of brandy I'll have you know that if your wish is for Gerald Blancmange to stop having cocoa in the window of your quaint library I here to let you know that I hope it does not come true. Oh, such a such a dandy. Indeed. Joe, such a dandy. Indeed. And it's so great to be here with a brand new where We are refreshed. We've gone out into the world and we've, we've studied the puddings and we've brought information back to here to share with you. And as what dominates everything this time of year... It should be Christmas, and if you're going to have Christmas in certain parts of the world, you should have a Christmas pudding. Now, I spent, as many children, I spent most of my childhood avoiding this Christmas pudding, or whatever passed for Christmas pudding. Was it a fruit bread? Was it figs? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I think there was nuts. I think there was some sort of breadcrumbs and cognac and sugar, And but I have no idea what this actually was, but it seems to me that it is a fine honored tradition. And Pip, your Christmas pudding turns out quite different than other people's, I, th- I would say. Well, because you drink every... most of the cognac. <laughs> well, as you know, I, ha- I have children and we don't like to get them drunk. Uh, on the regular, so um, I quite like the cognac sometimes when I'm turning the pages mm. of my books. Or the rum, or the gin, or the brandy, as it were. Yes. And, um, but also, you know, uh, everybody's tradition of a Christmas pudding is different. And so my pudding might be different than. Uh, say your pudding or someone next door's pudding and that's, it's just like perhaps a tomato sauce everybody's tomato sauce might be different or, you know, I don't know um, a biscuit or anything it's it's different by family so it it, it could just not going to taste the same and of of course mine's different because I must drink the brandy because I have to save the children oh yes the children indeed the nobility the nobility and looking looking out for the young people I share such points of view and in the classroom we had an issue with our (sighs) third up Sunday no. And the finishing of the Christmas pudding, because in the classroom, of course, we finished last week and Christmas is this weekend. And the conversation came from the faculty above me that said, Christmas pudding, Professor McGuire, that requires brandy. I said, yes. It also requires cognac if you're so <laughs> excited. And they looked at me funny. They did not get the mild attempt at humor and I was offered this equation use a substitute or no one under the age of 21 will be allowed to partake in the holiday festivities of Christmas pudding in my classroom 
And I looked, I smiled, and I turned away without a word. And I'll tell you, the event that became our Christmas pudding Christmas morning in the classroom was such a raucous and raucous event that even though the administrators who looked down upon the idea partook, danced, sang, and ate with everyone and everyone in attendance that particular day. And while the 18, 19, and 20-year-olds could barely tell the brandy from the cognac, People like you and I, Pip, we know the difference. And yes. it is very good to know that the youngest of the young people will have to wait a few years. I applaud your discretion with the rums and the alcohol on your puddings. Indeed. The brandy serves as a preservative for prolonging the shelf life of the pudding. And it also draws the flavor out of the ingredients as the pudding matures, of course. A, a good mature Christmas pudding is a, is a more changing pudding. Of course, you can omit it. like a lovely. Yes. And if, uh, it was, but remember, if you do omit the alcohol that acts as a preservative, you should only store this pudding in the fridge for about a week. Or it'll go bad on you. So. Yes, but uh, it, as as it as an tradition, we just pour it. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, that, that'll take care of it right there. <laughs> now, as you both know, the traditional Christmas puddings are foul, smelling, mm. hard as a rock. Yes, and. When they come to the table, the brandy is set alight, and not only will the alcohol be absorbed into this hard substance known as Christmas pudding, but it will also add some lightness and certainly some flavor. 400 years ago, before there were dried fruits and citrus available in different parts of the uh, English speaking world the idea that brandy was poured upon it for flavor was very real not just for light and show but to enhance the taste of what normally to a modern palate would be hard and dry but as we explain and professor and professor excuse me as we explain and gerald blancmange will attend to a moist pudding is a good pudding Indeed. So brandy, brandy, cognac, however it is, there is there's a snifter for drinking. There is the and there is of course it ignited and alights on the pudding itself. Gerald Blancmange, has there ever been a ignition problem with your Christmas pudding? Has your Christmas pudding that has been ignited ever slipped off the tray that it was served on? Has there ever been a fireish accident of Christmas pudding in either of your lives? Or has safety been always a major concern? My mother used to say that a long time ago Uncle Stanley lit a Christmas pudding <laughs> on fire and threw it out the window and it landed in the garbage can. And it just so happened that the garbage can had a bunch of vegetable oil in it, and it all went up in flames. <laughs> yes, it was a highlight of the entire Christmas season. So I think that maybe we should 
begin a new tradition of flinging the pudding after it is a flame. Make one for eating and one for flinging. So the, you take it out back, you fashion a catapult, as it were, douse the Christmas pudding, and let it fly like fireworks into the sky. <laughs> the great pudding toss. Yes. Indeed. Flaming pudding Indeed. across the sky. It's a miracle. Yes, it I'm... Wouldn't, there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, no problems. No problems. And who are these people? This is such a, it's such a curious tradition to make, to smash all these things together, this Christmas pudding pip. I know that you... I, yes, well... I mean, sometimes these pudding can take weeks if you do it right and then let it sit and then do it again. Some people start on Boxing Day. Yeah. And boil the hell out of it. And then they add rum once a week. Or brandy once a week. And just keep it going all year long. Mm. Indeed. Ugh. Indeed. And, and of course, that the traditional Christmas pudding is not the only thing per se in the British... Christmas pudding tradition. You might have sticky toffee pudding. You might have spotted dick, of course, one of our favorites. Uh, you might have a treacle tart. You might have a parkin, as it were. And, and these are various ways of smashing together lots of things and dousing them in the liquor and getting all wrecked for Christmas. <laughs> Here on Pudding Master! Masters. And we'd like to remind you that Pudding Masters is brought to you by Uncle Dave's Tank Cream, Uncle Dave's Tank Cream, Uncle Dave's Tank Cream dot com and Aunt Cludy's Pudding Place. Come on down to Aunt Cludy's Pudding Place and get all the pudding you need on Pudding Masters. Masters. Yes. And without further ado. We'll jazz it up again, a little bit, yeah, and a little bit there. As we all know, there is a corner in the Halls of Pudding, strictly reserved for one of my favorite things in yours. That would be the Limerick Corner. Yes, I do love a Limerick. And it should be, as we do here, on Pudding Masters, especially here... In Season 2, Episode 1, we shall take time out to share with you a limerick from each of us. It is required reading and required writing, of course, on Pudding Masters, and we look forward to hearing them. So, without further ado, Pip, the Pudding Librarian, since this is the first entrance, entrant you will have into the pantheon of Pudding Poetry and such why do not you regale us with your limerick the floor is yours thank you oh, quite nice okay I call this uh, a Christmas pudding limerick a pudding a goose a plum oh dear Christmas is here it's come I clean, I bake, the merry I make. Oh, fuck it. Just go get the rum. Oh, delightful. <laughs> delightful indeed. Yes, delightful. 
a wonderful Thank debut. You. Thank you. And please, Thank please, you. one more time for the kids in the oh. back, Pip. Oh, 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 excuse me. A pudding, a goose, a plum. Oh, shit. Oh, a pudding, let me start again. Of course. A pudding, a goose, a plum. Oh, dear. Christmas is here. It's come. I clean, I bake, the merry I make. Oh, fuck it. Just go get the rum. Yes, indeed. A wonderful, wonderful limerick from Pip the Pudding Librarian. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And thank you very much for sharing that no, delightful no. limerick with us. So. Delightful. Delightful indeed. Came, it it sets you up and it knocks you down, and that's what a good limerick does. <laughs> pip, pip, glorious. Yes, sir. Oh, well. thank glorious. you. You're too glorious. kind. You're too kind. You're too kind. So, yeah, so on we go. Around the limerick table we go. Professor Maguire, your first entrant into Pudding Masters Season 2. Mr. Blancmange, Pip. There has been an excitement, as you know, my semester at Notre Dame, and there are hundreds of limericks to choose from, from this experience. I share your enthusiasm, Gerald Blancmange, for a good limerick, and this one is simply entitled Notre Dame. We had a student named Victoria Rice. She was demanding, and yet still very nice with wooden spoon in hand, like the leader of a marching band. And all of her puddings tasted like paradise. Oh! oh. Delightful, delightful Oh, limerick. my. Oh, my. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you both. Yes, yes. Once more. Once more for the children. This is entitled Notre Dame. We had a student named Victoria Rice. She was very demanding and very nice, with wooden spoon in hand, like the leader of a marching band. And all of her puddings tasted like paradise—a ah, <laughs> paradisical pudding festival. Yes, yes, indeed. Indeed. Very Professor good. Maguire. Yes, yes. It's been some time since between our last uh, abbreviated episode of Pudding Masters. Yes, indeed. And I know you've been very busy, um, working hard, coughing, and preparing for this eventuality. Tell me, do you have a limerick prepared for us tonight? <laughs> Please. <clears throat> yes, thank you very much, Professor Maguire. Thank you, Pip the Pudding Librarian. There once was a man named Tedrick who fancied a lady Kendrick. He asked her to do it. She gave him some suet, and he left with a big spotted dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, sir. Oh, my. Oh, sir. Oh, my. This, this is, is a double program. entendre. Mm. 
Indeed. This is a family program. Could you please repeat that for the children in the back? Thou once. My children shall hear this. Take notes, America. The pudding masters are known to get a little naughty every once in a while. There once was a man named Ted Drick who fancied a lady Kendrick. He asked her to do it. She gave him some suet. And he left with a big spotted dick. <laughs> my word. My word. Oh, my God. Glorious, Gerald. Glorious. at home right now smiles on their faces in the, in the library in the library which you dedicate your time and efforts and concentration and talent is the limerick section fashionable in 2021 or is it something you have to recommend for people to um, go visit I I think, you know, when you see people that you just know are smart and you they ask for recommendations, that's where we send them. Glorious. <laughs> Glorious indeed. Glorious. And as we continue our journeys into putting hithers and yon, we thank you for being here this evening. And as it were, we have to get back to the things we have to do and Pip, the Pudding Librarian, thank you. Thank you. We hope you'll come back and join us You're again. very welcome. Very welcome. Your, your presence was delightful and your limerick was exceptional, that's for sure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Pip, it. Yes. We'd like to invite you to Aunt Cludy's personal pudding place anytime you're in the area. Bring your friends, bring your family, and it will be our pleasure to share the pudding and Aunt Cludy's personal puddings. It will be one of the highlights of the year. In 2022, we look forward to seeing you again. I, you. I shall make the trip. I shall make the trip. And Professor McGuire, so we thank you as well for yet another transfixed edition of Pudding Masters. Uh, I hope your Christmas break goes well and that you're readying your... Uh, what, your what is it? Readying, readying, your, uh, syllab- readying your syllabus for the next semester. Thank you again. Where will you be next semester? It was, it was an uproarious occasion. I have uh, notes. I have pictures in my mind of events untold and unimagined at the University of Notre Dame and I would like to explore those on a future episode to excite the people about the possibilities of pudding as such the uproar has Mr. Blancmange and Professor McGuire hiring an agent I feel that another semester at Notre Dame and two more episodes of Jimmy Kimmel 
We'll have the pudding masters in a place this time next year to share the joy, the goodness, the history of looking back and the goodness of looking forward with purpose and with pudding to more and more people. Thank you, Professor Maguire. And off we go. With purpose uh, and pudding. Yes. With purpose and pudding. Yes, purpose and pudding. And I am your humble host, Gerald Blancmange. And as I leave to go on my rounds for the day, I bid you all a happy pudding-making process and a pudding-eating extravaganza. And with all that, we will see you soon on season two, as it were, of Pudding Master. 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 <laughs>